Hello and welcome to Ops in Lockdown. This week we'll be talking to Maria Erzen from Solutions 2 and our chosen subject is feature planning. So uh, this one has been a highly requested uh, session. So when I asked you guys for feedback right at the beginning as to what sessions, what topics you wanted covered, features was right up there on the top of the list. And uh, to be honest, for me, it's one of my areas of um, where I need to up my game most of the time as well. It's probably one of the most in-depth things that we as um, operations uh, personnel get involved in. There's a lot of finer detail. You can't do big brush strokes on it. You have to get into the nitty gritty. And sometimes the nitty gritty on it comes at the worst possible time when the big things of a show are also hitting. So for me, it's a, it's a good topic to um, turn to at this stage of lockdown. When I was thinking about it, the same with um, a lot of my other guests on Ops in Lockdown, I just looked around my network to see who, who I really value their experience of, who I turn to when something's not going that well, who I continuously um, uh, have want to have by my side. So, welcome to Maria. Hi, Maria. Hello. That was a good build-up. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting. I'm listening to Graham Norton a bit more. <laughs> Honing your interview skills. <laughs> yeah. Who would have thought it, eh? Um, thanks for joining us. Welcome. Thank you for inviting me. That's an absolute pleasure. So. Um, I, I enjoyed our catch up on this in advance, um, which I feel very privileged to have each week with, with um, some great people. Uh, so I'm confident that this session is gonna be equally as amazing as all the others. Um, and we're gonna kick off with our first question, which is, um, so obviously feature contracting and space only contracting in the, in the end results are quite similar. But um, what makes a good feature contractor as opposed to a space only contractor, even though you're kind of, I know you do the both things, but in this circumstance, like what are the things that are good for features? But the premise is the same, you design it and then you build it. Um, and although feature areas tend to be more often than not a simpler build, there are exceptions to that. The process can be a little bit more complicated and a longer journey. And there's a number of reasons. Um, as a feature contractor, you are you are kind of a small part of a much bigger picture in, in the entire exhibition. Um, more often than not, the organizers are looking to maximize their budgets. So they'll use their official contractors for other services, understandably, discounts, preferential rates, free of charge allowances, etc. But as the build contractor, you have to be aware of all of those. Um, and although you may not be directly in control of them as you are with a space only, you've got to consider them, you've got to be aware of them, you've got to plan for them. And that's both pre-site and on-site as well. Mm -hmm. So a good features contractor will, will pull all of that together with you. Yeah, I think I think well, the word you said there is that it does make the biggest difference is control, isn't it? Because quite often, and, and you and I both know this, the official contractors on electrics or or furniture or carpet or whatever, um, almost uh, react against 
you take taking on the role of the project manager of a feature area sometimes they always you always have to jump through extra hoops they, they can do and again it's down to relationships you know trevor and me and our team and the lads if there is an official contractor out there we don't know then that they probably don't exist and we've got good relationships but it's also the organizers empowering us to to be that project manager on site for you mm. we work great on the big show that we do with you 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 give us autonomy you share information we know what carpet is supposed to be down we know your electrics order and we can act on your behalf if you like um yeah the future yeah and i think i think um you're right you be you being an almost an extension of the operations team um is often quite necessary because if you had to wait on on your ops manager for every single decision um the the feature would never get built i mean you guys are great at building features really quickly and that's one reason as an operations person why um, i use you so much because i know i know that if something's got to get done you will get it done in record time don't, um don't just build it quickly um for for the benefit of you we build it because we think about the other contractors as well we think mm -hmm. about graphics guys have got to get in there the AV guys have got to get in there the furniture guys have got to get in there so mm. as much as we might really annoy the carpet contractor when we're there banging on the doors at eight o'clock saying we need our feature carpet down not just because we want to get our build done it's because yeah. all those contractors that have to come in behind us um, that have got a deadline and it's normally you know well before the show opens because then your stakeholders want to come in as well and your sponsors and your sales mm -hmm. your event director wants to see it um you know it's, it's about that planning it's about being part of an extension to your team but also an extension to the official contractors teams as well yeah yeah absolutely i think uh, i think you're probably getting embroiled in a hell of a lot actually <laughs> which <Well. laughs> If you um if you put that as a line item, I wonder how much it would cost. <laughs> well, there is the thing, and, and 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 that's an attitude you can't have as a feature area contractor. You know, we are only being paid to do the build, but you can't just think about that. Mm. You know, the attitude of it's not my service, it's not my problem, is not going to get you anywhere because at the end of the day, it's us that have to come back and fix the problem later yeah. on so you know you try to be a good contractor or we'll try to be proactive in that sense um you try to be creative with what can sometimes be or more often than not a challenging budgets yeah. um, as well um it's quite difficult sometimes to design what you designed last year but design it differently yeah. <laughs> which is yeah. quite <laughs> or um can we have it open but enclosed so you know, you, you, yeah open but soundproofed, open but soundproofed. <laughs> yeah. so there are there are challenges um in that way and and often we're not also dealing with the individual decision maker you know we, we have to work with you guys with ops but then you have to go back to sales mm. directors, stakeholders so sometimes that information can get filtered down or, or watered down sorry mm. um, we have to kind of work use our experience to work with you to try and pull out the information that's 
really needed. Yeah, actually that leads really nicely on to my next question. So thank you very much. Um, what's the, so what's the biggest issue you face in the design phase? And the reason I ask this, I think this is the real, the nuts and bolts of where feature contractors and operations and show teams could make huge improvements on in terms of if we could find a way to um, to, to speed up this some of the design phases and appreciate you're looking at me and I know that the number of additions that you've done on certain feature areas is way over double figures. Well, um, yes and it can be and we understand that um, that it's it's not as simple as a space only uh, design that there are so many other people involved in, and um, stakeholders and sponsors so sometimes being able to talk to those people directly can actually really help you know we use us use our skills get us involved with your team again it's going back to being that extension of the organizers team mm. allow us to speak with your salespeople um, if necessary if they're speaking directly to the sponsor allow us to speak to your sponsor or on some of the more interiors led events that that we work on with some of the people that are on these calls, um, it's speaking to the, the designer that's involved and they might have these amazing ideas, but actually if you explain to them the reason why it's potentially a no, the restrictions, the build times, the materials we have to use and the budget, there's normally a way around it. So they get aesthetically what they want, but it can be built in, a, in an exhibition way. Okay. So, you know, um, we were talking on a few of these sessions and, and I think just as a little aside, when we get towards the end of lockdown, I'm going to go through all of these sessions and pull out the kind of key things that we've talked about that if we did in a different way going forward um, would make things so much better. So we actually come out with some outcomes. But we were talking on one of the sessions or even a couple of the sessions recently about how Zoom and the, or this kind of format could make a heap of difference in terms of production meetings, um, scheduling meetings, all that kind of stuff. But do you see a way forward um, perhaps with an ops person, you guys, um, a sales director and a sponsorship director or a designer getting together on Zoom in the, to kind of free up some of this design phase time? Definitely, definitely. It can only be um, a positive that the more information that's shared and the more we can talk directly and, and, you know, we're not going to try and, we're not going to say anything, you know, if we know not to mention budgets generally in those meetings unless we're allowed to, so we kind of have to talk around that. But mm. absolutely, Zoom's proved to be brilliant and in pre-planning and production meetings as well. I think Andy said the other day, you know, it's quite a lot to, to take an entire day out of the office to go and sit in a room and maybe speak for half an hour or 20 other people do it. And, and mm -hmm. yes, you've heard about the show, but when you've been doing that show for 20 years, you know, you probably know more than most of the people sitting in the room anyway. But yeah, it's, it's, it is important to, to do it, but the contractors are actually out on site an awful lot, um, mm. week in, week out. So scheduling that in can be difficult. Um, yeah, Zoom will be amazing for that. And yes, for, for pulling out the information in design briefs with yourselves, with ops people, with the event directors, right at the very beginning, 
I think will cut down a lot of the design time, a lot of the amends that are needed, a lot of frustrations from both sides as well, and a lot, yeah. of, a lot of everybody's time to a, a better end result. Yeah, I agree. Um, one thing on this one I found with some of um, the more junior members of my teams over the years has um, in terms of the design phase and how it slows down, Sometimes um, when ops are st uh, someone's st first starting on their journey in operations, um, because of the kind of people that we are, as in we're attention to detail and we want things to be perfect and yeah, we want all the answers before we do anything, um, they, they steer away from a piece of paper and a pencil and a, and a scribble um, because sometimes they don't see that that's reflective of the kind of employee or person or yeah, ops person they that they want to be or are concerned about um how that's perceived by whoever that piece of paper and a sketch is going to and uh, what's your preference um is a sketch okay i'm gonna I love, a I love a scribble it, it can show so much more than follow up, you know follow it up with a written brief or a phone call you know we don't use the phones or zoom enough it's all on email because it's it's so quick. But a scribble's brilliant. I mean, how often have you, me, and Trevor stood in Excel or an NEC and in the old days designed an area on the back of a fag packet? Yeah. So yeah. Just need that preliminary idea, and then you start building on it together and talking about it. And I think I, I don't know if it's still the case with lots of people. Maybe you can answer it, but I certainly know you know way back it was the fun part of the job it was the bit where yeah. you got a little bit creative and you got to stamp your personality your individuality on that show i think that's been lost a little bit because everybody wants everything so quickly um yeah maybe and you've probably got more to do as well that maybe you don't spend as much time or enjoy them as much but i, I think you need mm. to go back to that because mm we'll see the benefits from it I, I really believe and yes definitely send us your scribbles we love them <laughs> we may mock them but we love them <laughs> so yeah, sometimes the girls look at me as if I'm mad like yeah just, they can't send that I'm like just take a photo of it send it over it'll be done um, yeah, <laughs> so much quicker blue boards you've sent us in the past ideas clippings from uh, restaurants you've visited that you've seen things that you like or other events anything that that helps us and it's then our it's then our job to interpret those and to to bring you back to reality sometimes in terms of expectation of design and reality of budget mm, yeah i hate to bring up the word um but i have to and teachers tend to not have the best budgets um, but use your contractor's experience to mm. get the best from those. And it, you know, it's, it's often that sometimes the simpler ideas are the ones that can be the most effective. Yeah, absolutely. And, and especially with things now like, you know, lighting and, and think ways of uplifting or use the materials and all that kind of stuff. But before we go on to that bit, there's another bit on the design phase that I think ops people generally do struggle with. And I kind of liken it to, you know, somebody walking into a house and seeing its potential and going, oh, I could knock that wall down there and I could do this. Or somebody else walking into the house going, no, it's not right. 
and and I think um, event directors or you know sponsorship directors or whoever you're presenting that idea to or design um, some people are great at kind of seeing what's in front of them and going mm, it's not 100% but if we did this and we did that it would it you know it would it would be great and then others are just will just reject and you're kind of rejecting something with no idea of what they do want and sometimes it's really hard to get out of their minds um what they actually mean what they actually visualize and and then almost they skip a phase you know before they start thinking about what an area needs to be and the, and the nuts and bolts of what that space needs to be they almost skip straight to what it is in their mind's eye but they can't describe it yeah 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 they do and that's what the visuals are for you know hopefully to try and help translate that uh, and it's a difficult one because like you say some people are really really good at visualizing it and knowing that actually if i just tweak that and change that color it's going to to work and, and others don't and need that changing and amending and changing and amending mm. we try to accommodate that um as much as possible you, know, you have to draw a line at some point when you get to version 15 mm. maybe we might actually put the brakes on and say <laughs> no more i'm not going to change that color to purple because you want to see what it looks like in that color and you've already had 10 colors mm. um oh sorry <laughs> one sec Sorry, that'll teach me for coming to the office and doing it. Um, right, so, sorry, that completely threw me. I'm never coming into the office for one of these again. Um, one of the um, things at, um, at Convex, um, before all this happened, I was on a panel session about value, like, and, and actually our contractors have we gotten too far down the line of kind of line items you know this costs this and this costs this and this consists and actually going back to the number of designs you sometimes end up putting out the value of that design and and that knowledge that sits behind that design do you find it hard that people take that for granted um yes yes uh, design is taken for granted and and design is a skill and being a designer is a skill um, and actually by not charging for it you're negating that um, the problem being that it, you know if we started to charge for our designs nobody would ever be able to um, afford them I think it's it, it it comes down to relationship again and it comes down to the individual circumstances we understand that there are sponsors involved sometimes and that sponsors tend to be the difficult situations sometimes they're the ones that really can't picture it they don't live and breathe exhibitions in the way that we do mm. um, they will really struggle with it so that we understand um, and we will work with people where where that's the case um to use the designs as a tool to get them on board because at the end of the day if they get them on board it benefits the show and therefore it benefits all of us mm. um, but i think yes i think there could be more thought as to what goes into those designs um, especially the 3d designs they take time they take um, a skill like i said um, and uh, yeah time up on machines even just rendering something you know, mm. 
return. So when you want something, you know, send a brief, can we have it later today? Uh, <laughs> no, it's generally yeah. that, so we'll do our best for you, but it might be in two days. Um, yeah. of that. And I think your, you know, ops on tour idea. Well, I was just going to say, we, we can see this for ourselves when we come and do our ops on yeah. tour. And I think the people that have been to our premises, and I, I urge any ops person, whether you work with us or whoever you work with, is go and visit them and see the process because uh, seeing the, the way that designs are done and the way that they build and how they then have to, I, I'm not a designer by the way, I don't really understand the software, we've got an amazing team of designers ourselves, um, they will tell you more how, how it works. But seeing that, and then once that design is, is signed off, we then have to put it into production. And that involves a whole nother drawing that you only get later on that involves CAD guys that are skilled as well. Mm. And that tells the, you know, the production team how to build it, how the joints go together in layman's terms. Um, and then you'll go through that and then you'll see all of our stock panels. And that, I remember one um, ops person who's not on this call, so it's okay thought that we had just stacks and stacks of stock panels in different colours and we just pulled them off the shelf we would shell skiing. It's not the case. <laughs> they have to be individually wrapped or painted or whatever finish. And so I think going out to meet your contractor, meet the teams and see what they're working from and understanding the process and sometimes the restrictions. You know, when we're busy, we, we, we can't just change the colour of a counter because actually it was probably loaded two weeks away two weeks yeah. ago, that space. I think that's one one thing that I've really benefited from exactly that coming up to your um to your warehouse and and yards and factory and and um I remember sending a photo of uh some co um colored columns that we were using it was a show of many colors mm -hmm. um and it was a very vibrant image of um, all these, you know, orange columns and purple columns and yellow and blue and green and, and they were all done. It was about a month before the show and I sent a photo of that to the show team to say, your show is already being built and they couldn't believe it at all. Yeah. Um, obviously, there's a, like half of them were really excited and the other half were like, oh my God. It's <laughs> what if I want to make changes? changes. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Um, I, I think one of the um, best things to come out of these sessions is is um, is going to be Ops on Tour. I'm so excited. I can't wait. I think, I think it's a great idea. I mean, it's something we didn't do it so long ago, but we did the first kind of shell scheme training, Trevor and I, back in the day when we were P&O, I think it was, and you were on that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, it helped me as a project manager to understand that actually talking shell scheme per minute not features moving that door from that store to there is a great big process of taking down the grid and, and everything and, and the theory yeah. is the same come come and see it for for yourself we'd have to have a bit of a talk about it first mind you um we do a great buffet <laughs> <laughs> we're known for our buffets but yes i think hops on tours is a really good really good idea and I think anything that helps the contractors and the ops um, or the organizers become a more of a team and an extension of each other's teams and there's more of an understanding of both sides as well because yeah. we don't often understand 
what you guys are going through um, in, in terms of... You'll have to send your guys on the uh, Contractor Foundation and I'll tell you. Oh, okay then. That sounds good. <laughs> so, um, so moving on to um, the big topic of the day, and not one, none of us really want to actually pin something on. So I'm not asking for definitives here, um, but I do need to ask, uh, what do you think we need to start considering when it comes to features and social distancing? <sighs> Okay, so Trevor and I have been talking about this a lot. In fact, we were doing some work on it just this morning. Um, we are working as part of the kind of the, the task force with ESSA to create this blueprint to get exhibitions back. And, you know, as lockdown eases and everything changes, and I think the this will change as well. Um, but we think that obviously the social distancing you've got to build that into into it somehow um you've got to build the sanitizer all the obvious things that we all know mm. uh, and being specific is quite difficult because every show is different um the visitors are different trade and public is different the features are different um i think you have we have to make it as simple as we possibly can yeah Overcomplicate it. What we cannot do is scare off the exhibitors or the visitors first, and therefore the ex exhibitors by thinking that by coming to an exhibition, they're effectively coming to a war zone. You know, <laughs> tape everywhere, and you know, it's hard. It's hard enough that they're all NHS nightingales already, isn't it? Well, you, exactly. We've got to get past that, and that's going to take some PR. But you know, we don't want them thinking everybody's going to be in hazmat suits, spraying them down the minute they get there. Mm. I think. Common sense and simplicity, um, I think excellent signage, but not scary signage. Mm -hmm. You know, it's got to tell um, a very serious message, but it's got to be done in a, in a fuzzy way rather than a prickly way. Yeah. So I think, I think, um, I think I, you're right. I mean, if we go, there's, there's a lot of designs kind of out on LinkedIn at the moment that, you know, that will suit a purpose, but there's so much social behavioral change to happen between now and September, for example, of the fact that I, you know, I was pretty much first out of the, out of the traps um, in booking a pedicure for the 5th of July indicates <laughs> to me there's at least a portion of our society that might take more risk than we think they, they will. Um, but I think you're right. It's that kind of looking at all the areas and then fitting what's right for that stand in that show. And that's going to involve like, that's going to involve some form of, I think polycarb's probably going to go up in terms of usage over the next six months and flow, like how people enter a space and leave a space is going to be more important than it was before. Yeah, well, definitely. And as a, you know, a space only feature contractor, you, you think about those things anyway. So actually mm -hmm. for us, it's just something else to be considered. Um, it's, it's another health and safety and another design um, matter to be considered. And, and we will find ways around it. Um, but again, it's, it's, got to be, it's got to be simple. It's got to instill confidence and it's got to not be scary or the people won't come. Yeah. You know, I mean, <laughs> you know, build it and they will come. They yeah. Will it in China and, and it's exhibitions are such an important part of sales 
we've got a really good friend who's got an amazing product and who's doing all of his sales through exhibitions and they're really suffering now because they're not having that face-to-face contact they're desperate mm-hmm. for events to come back so so people will come back exhibitions will come back for sure they came back after mm-hmm. the master session it's a different thing now we've got to think about it differently but they will come back yeah we're running out of time um there's some there's some questions and comments also on the chat which i'm just gonna run through a couple so joe burton thank you joe um has uh, said basically is a great deal of sharing previous uh, features or we don't seem to do a great deal of sharing previous features almost like a, i guess a designer a design book or a big ideas book of something um and i wonder if we could do something like that within the ops nest like put loads of ideas have it as an, as an ideas resource as well i'll have a think about that um alice says i think the sharing the process from stage of the brief would be really helpful um as each contractor's process is different i think that's really good actually i think it's, it's certainly younger ops members um do need a do you need that help in the form of education of what that process is um and adam from the states about third party suppliers outside um, general contractor do charge for design and rendering. And and on that note, Fiona's also kind of said maybe a certain number free and then charge, which I know sometimes we do throw back to event directors occasionally. It's in our SLAs and it's in our, uh, yes, really, you know, three, three free and then you're charged for, but yeah. <laughs> it's difficult, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> There are a bunch of, um, there's there's a couple of questions that I did really want to ask you. So I'm going to try and follow those up in a written form and putting them on the, um, on the uh, website afterwards. One of which was de- um, around how you coped with the recession last time and kind of the lessons you might have learned from that that can help going forward. I think what we might try and do at some point is a bit more of a, a business one we've got a business session next week but i'm looking towards the end of june and i might get you back if that's all right yeah no problem i'll still be here bab well thanks everyone for joining again Bye.